All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome out to episode three, because I don't know when this is officially going up. It will probably be episode 311, but if not, uh, I don't care. Number uh, 358. You're going to hold on this for a year. I am not going to do that. I hope not. I am not going to do that. Because what we just talked about will not... I mean, what we're going to talk about won't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm breaking the magic. There's no... Yeah. Um, before we begin, our show is uh, sponsored by Audible.com. Uh, if you like get a 30-day trial i'm just falling all over myself on that one um go to audibletrial.com forward slash good bad geeky get a 30-day trial and matter of fact uh one of the things i'm actually interested in i haven't listened to it yet is girl on the train it's the new book that is now also a movie with emily blunt with emily Who was blunt Saturday Night Live last week all right did you watch it i did not i no. enjoyed it oh, I, like yeah. Yeah, I like her yeah um, but yeah, and a little bit extra money goes our way, so please don't hesitate to uh, hop on that little bandwagon there. And here's the other thing to keep in mind: it's a three-day trial. You get an audiobook out of it, and if you say you're not digging it, that's okay. You get to keep the audiobook. And for those who are never tried audiobooks before, it's like a podcast, so it's pretty great. Um, and of course. Uh, Last but not least, well, oh, no, 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 no. I've got one more before the last but not least. Uh, packratcomics.com. Go to Packrat. And matter of fact, if you uh, uh, are in the oh, Central Ohio area, they're doing something right now. Uh, if you listen to the episode with Jamie and Teresa in it where I interview them, I ask them, how did you get into comic books? And if you share your story with Packrat, you could win a $15 gift card. Ooh. For more information. I know. See, I saw some of the stories they posted. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So go over to packratcomics.com. Check out their Facebook page. Um, where you can get more information. And now, the last but not least, because last but not least is also really great. Is it? It Just as equally as good as the other ones, but maybe a little smidge more. Uh, IABD Presents. That's a smidge more. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's official terminology, motherfucker. Uh, Wow, that's just busting out bombs right at the beginning. I'm sorry. But, hey, IABDPresents.com is uh is we're part of that network which is it's all been done presents iabdpresents.com we are part of that network we we? are and you can find some other great shows like the newly added today's the day did i say that right yes today's the day tell me more nick what is today's the day it is a podcast it's a guy who he's actually one of the andy matt who's you can correct me on this he's one of the co-founders of mad lab I don't know if he found it, but he ran it for a he long time. He ran it for a long time. Yeah, he has yeah. a podcast, and he interviews people around the Columbus area. Mm-hmm. But he also just, it's another podcast where uh, where he can talk about stuff that interests him. Like right now, uh, music albums is something he's, he's doing. He's doing like some bonus al- episodes called Album Adventures. Av- what, right. Yeah. So it's mostly centered on... I was on, on one of those. Colum- you were on one? I was on one. I was on the second one. Oh, I... You haven't listened yet? I haven't listened yet. I was on it. Oh, you know how I can listen to it, though? If I go to iabdpresents.com... And you can grab it there, or just subscribe on iTunes to Today's the Day. That's correct. There we go. <laughs> I, Dude, I really forgot that you were in it. I feel so horrible. <laughs> That's okay. So I really will now go and listen. No, well, I know you actually in retrospect, yeah, because you talked about So Long Stargazer. I did. Their which, album, Look Up. Oh, yes. Uh, such a good uh, such a great I album. I love that album. I do, too. And I love So Long Stargazer. 
me too. Except that Chase kid who who yeah he's is a the jerk. singer. He's kind of an asshole. Yeah, just kidding. I love you, Chase. Hi, Chase. Um, if you're listening, they to this, have Chase, other great shows on the network. Though, for more information, ibdpresents.com. Yes. So today's episode, which we have not pre-recorded yet, not at all, not at all. Uh, I'm hoping to talk to finish our conversation we started last episode about creative stuff. So if you like to get a precursor. Pop in that episode, uh, episode three ten, and I think it's called hashtag the struggle. So uh, give it a give it a go. Yes. Um, ha- hashtag it's real, uh, and uh, then we're going to talk about some TV shows like uh, hopefully Dirk Gently. I don't want to talk about Dirk Gently. Black- do you, we have to? Yeah, kind of. I think what I should do is mention it, and then we should talk about a lot of other shows instead. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. As long as we get back to it. As long as we get uh, back. To I don't it. know if I want to get back to it. We'll see. Okay. All right. As long as we, as long as we'll see on a show that you can only hear. Oh! All right, everybody. Here's episode three of the Good, the Bad, the Geeky. <laughs> Like set up a separate uh, Skype account on my cell phone and set it all, you know, testing calling it. Mm-hmm. But and it worked just fine recording through the Mixcraft on the computer. But when Barbara and Keith called in through their computers, they were not the computer laptop was only recording my headset. It was not recording them. And the little like audio was moving when they talked, but it wasn't recording them. Yeah, it's something really weird. So you might need something called like sound. Well, you probably did. You I ended up downloading another program and it recorded yeah, just fine. It, it's really weird. That's one of the worst things ever about some of this stuff is you gotta. I think what I'm gonna do is actually do those episodes on Blog Critics Radio Station because Barbara said I could, where everybody will just have a phone number and call in, and it's pretty decent audio quality. And they granted, use, those episodes would be available to the public before we don't release they use them. What we used to use TalkShoe. Recorded live. Well, they, when I used to do it with her, it was Blog Talk Radio, which is super expensive. Ooh, I looked. It's like 40 no, bucks no, a month. You're right. You're right. It's, it it's like 40 talk. bucks a month. Okay. Um, but Blog Critics has a business account that they invite their writers to use. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't even care if those episodes get heard publicly early. I really don't, because how many people are going to listen at that point? Uh, and we'll talk about the podcast itself on those recordings. Okay. Well, we are recording now. Okay. So, uh, so welcome everyone out to this episode of The Good, The Bad, and Geeky. Um, as you heard in the intro, I'm Nick. This is... Jimmy. That's right. And, uh, Did I do the intro? Yeah. yeah. We did. I was kind of drunk. I'm sorry. Yeah, you were just a little bit. I'm usually drunk. Yeah. I'm an alcoholic. Yep, you are. You totally are. This, is this an uh, intervention? Yeah, this is why I invited you here... Uh, for a two-person intervention? Uh, for a two-person intervention. The other person's upstairs watching television. Oh, no, I met you and me as the two people. Oh, yes, yes. So I, I guess that's a one-person intervention. It's, it's really a one-person intervention, but you know well, what? Well, Stitch is right there on the desk. Yeah, He can be your second he's person. He's my other one. I also have some masks in here I can put on. Okay. And uh, so, so you can be different characters interventioning me. I, I can me. be different characters. Is it interventioning in, in, in intervention? Yes, it is. It is now. Yes, ampersand. Yes, and? <laughs> I was just yes, and yes. I told him next time he does that, he has to do yes ampersand because I don't know why. It just, just I like weird, that such a weird. Uh, thing. We got to do another improv scene with Meow Meow. That was wonderful. Oh, was so great. 
Um, okay, so well, you know what? That's a good segue. So it's all been done. Radio Hour. Yeah, great show. And I've heard of it. Isn't any good? It's kind of good. I, it's kind of. I heard. I did not hear good things about it. Really? Well, yeah. after if you heard the last episode, I can understand why because some guy keeps messing up. He only messed it up once, but he messed up the Top Notch Tinger theme song. No, no. I heard he was wonderful. And actually, all the actors in it are wonderful. I just hear the stories are awful. Oh, where? Like, they don't make any sense. No, oh, they, they totally and do. And they're boring as hell. Oh, that's I'm true, I'm pretty sure the writer's, like, on crack or something. Yeah. Yeah, or, I can see that. Or I maybe mean, he's an alcoholic. He should have an intervention for him. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, it back. Callbacks. Not. Um, but okay, but okay. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about it. So in sure. all seriousness, in the last episode, uh-huh. um, I don't know when this will officially go up. Yes, I sure. listened to your last GBT. Yeah, where it talks about that. Yes. Um, so uh, I got. It's all on me. It's all. It's all mental block up here. Mm-hmm. But I haven't felt that way in such a long time. And I think that was the sucky part about because if I mess up a line on the show before I had, I have. I think the difference is, is that it's a line. You can kind of find a way to finagle it, sure. Or Nobody if not, notices. or you just keep going, and then you're worried about like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I could have made this funnier here. You're worried about little things, but that's sure. and granted, it's just the theme song, and I, well, it's not even the rest of the show. I got a way to make you feel better immediately about this. Okay. Do you remember you and I oh attended a little concert by a band known as the Bare Naked Ladies, and we still have the live concert recording of that performance where they started singing the second verse of Million Dollars. Or the first verse again for the second verse of a million dollars. <laughs> okay, it kind of makes me feel better, but it it it, it which just, does not hurt my enjoyment of the song, even though I've listened to oh, no. that wrong recording a lot of times. I think the thing that bothers me, which is you heard, and I again, have you heard the audio to it yet? You probably haven't because no. you you hold off a little bit. You actually, I it. used to listen to the audio like the next day, and lately I've been like, I'm too busy. Right, uh, and I get it. I guess my thing is that I felt like I could hear myself say, because my cousin pointed this out to me, which is like, oh, if I mess up, I go, oh, shit, that. Mm-hmm. And I could hear it through the microphone reverberate through the thing. And that's what I think made it more. Because at that point, it's like, if I heard it, then other people heard me fuck up more than they, whatever. Yeah. But the thing is that it actually just really bothered me. And then with some of the stuff that happened later in the evening, it really bothered me too. I just creatively was just like, you know what? How do you get through that? Like, how do you? And I have not felt that way in such a long time, and it it made me start questioning. Well, what what do other people do? And I was like, you know what? I have no idea what you do for that. Well, I could edit in you singing it from another episode, but we'll see what it sounds like. And that's fine. But and I may not. It's just going to depend because if I think it's funny to hear you say "oh shoot" or whatever, I'll leave it in because I want other people to have that enjoyment. Well, but you're, you're, that's probably not what you were asking. No, no, no. Well, no, no, that's fine. Look, that's your call to make. Yeah. I'm just talking about, like, if at what point do you, what, as a creative individual, no matter sure. what it is, like, say and you are not a good singer. No. No offense to no. you. But if I'm you agreeing. Were, you're fine. If you were, though, yes. what would you consider a failure upon your singing? How do you creatively... It's like, as a creative individual, for you, it would be writing. Okay. Like, when you're writing a script... Or it's all been done. At what mm. point do you sit, or for whatever, you just sit there, or even your article, because look, I did it for a while, you've done it way longer, mm-hmm. writing TV articles even. Sure. Which is, you know, that's difficult, because at some point, you've said everything, at some point, you have to kind of say it a little bit differently, which every time you do something, because sometimes, like, mm-hmm. look, the show Bull, it's a CBS cop show, it's kind of like all the other cop shows. So what different thing do you kind of say about it? Well, that one actually was easy, but I know what you're saying. Right. 
you know, but because you you mm-hmm. you can say something you've said before, but you still have to find a different way to still say that same thing. Sure. And so, at what point do you just write everything and just go, nope, or do you just sit <laughs> walk away from it? Well, I don't know. You um, you give me way too much credit, sir. I am so against throwing away my own work. I don't just start over ever, oh, ever. I may massage a paragraph or two, but if it's written, it's gone out. Okay. Well, no, okay. No, no, I will say, I will say that is almost completely true, except I was writing a universe journey episode yesterday, mm-hmm. the day before, like very, very recently Yeah. for the February show. Um, and I wrote a page and a half or two pages of a scene of something was happening. Mm-hmm. And then on my drive home, I'm like, Oh, that would be way funnier. if This is what was happening instead. And I felt like the two pages I wrote weren't very funny because they were more like, this was something I was writing to move the plot forward, but I found the really funny way to move the plot forward that didn't go with what I'd already written. So while I kept a couple of lines, I basically did delete those two pages and rewrite those two pages. But, but, but in general, once it's written, I'm going to use it somewhere. But I guess what I'm saying is that you kind of feel like you get to a point where you feel defeated when you're writing like, oh, aka okay. like writer's block which gotcha. is the closest thing for a writer I would say I can't remember the last time I really had writer's block okay because I guess that's the thing is that like look um, and I, I threw it out there to other people and we had one or two people uh, Kevin Beagle who wrote Cougar Town and yes. enlisted he's like you just gotta sleep it off take, sleep on it and then the next day it's like if you still feel like it's a failure then mm-hmm. you guys just start it over uh, or do just do something different or just move on from it. If not, then you just keep at it and keep finessing it. Uh, our own Nathan, when yeah. I asked him, he's just like, you just look forward to the next show, no matter whether it be a music, whether it be performance or whatever. And like, look, I, I get that too. Uh, but I, I was just really fascinated by that because you and I talk about writing stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to talk about it later. I have never, ever heard you talk about writer's block. Or I really don't get it. Getting a, I really don't. There will be times I don't know how to fix an issue. Okay, but there's enough other stuff for me to work on, and I plan far enough ahead that it's not usually like I'm writing up to where I need to solve that issue. I'm usually working earlier in the stuff, and then by necessity of time, I've already had to stop and take a break to go to work or to drive home or to do whatever. Right, and. During that time, I'm thinking it over and thinking it over, and I can usually think uh, figure out what I need to do to move forward. I can I can write something, and I, if honestly, as long as I put like three days between it and me, because mm-hmm. I have such a horrible memory, yeah, I will kind of remember the bare bones of what I wrote, but mm-hmm. I won't remember any of the dialogue pretty much. Um, and I mean, this is a testament. I was not drinking at a bachelor party, which sure. we, we could talk about that a little bit later, but. I had to look at you and like, what's what does uh, those things say? And why not green? The the the, the like, parodies of the Daleks, and you're just like overbake. I was like, yeah, yeah. I think that. Somebody else jumped on overbake first. My mind, I remember that distinct moment, and my mind's going rockots. That's not what they say. That's what they are. Rockots. Wait, and then somebody else got it before I did. Either way, yeah. someone else had to tell me what yeah. my own creation, well, your own creation said. said, and that's that was how- many many months ago. You can't be expected to remember well, everything. In- You've oh. been writing a lot lately, a lot yeah. more than you had been. So you can't be expected to remember everything you've written. Well, but the thing is that it's been fresh in my mind, especially since sure. I've been gearing up for we're going to re- record some stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm. 
it still feels like that to me is like the bare basis of their characters though they're sure they are they literally all they say is overbake and that's an example of like overbake overbake that's how quickly i forget though like i forget like that character's line how can i but uh i'd say the closest thing that i can think of that comes to what you were experiencing with the show is i remember a high school musical Mm. where opening number opening night we're doing a dance, you running fall. in circles, and I fall flat on my ass in front of everybody. I was a lowly freshman at that point. That's right. You were a junior, yes. Yeah. And I Lazy jumped Star. right back up and kept dancing. And my relations in the audience that thought that was hilarious, I jumped right back up and got back right into it. At the moment in my head, I was panicked, and that was all I knew was go through the motions and get it done. And I felt like shit all night because of it. Right. But there's just nothing you can do about it. You just have to keep going and keep in mind that was... And you know what? 15 years later, I still remember it and it still sucks. Oh, but it's kind of fun. my life isn't defined by it. It's At this point, it's like, that's a fun story I can tell. Well, uh, Amanda from Oscars and Super Bowl, yes. just trying, she actually texted me like... She actually kind of woke me up. Uh, <laughs> just saying like, hey, don't worry about it. It's all good. Because she listened to the podcast right away. I was like, well... I know. I'm just. I'm just more fascinated by like what people do because I have not felt that way in such a long time. And and then also it, it comes down to I need to get over listening to my critics, which there are two of them apparently. So uh, uh, there are five. No, what critics are you talking about? Oh, uh, uh, just uh, two people who don't think I'm funny. Or, uh, or I was raising my hand to say that I'm uh, your critic, but oh no, okay. But I think that's different. Is that. Um, I know you well enough that it doesn't feel like it's coming from a malicious place. And also, you don't do it behind my back. True. I guess is really more... And uh, I, r- I rarely have to say anything to you anyway. But when oh, I do, oh, it's just like... Crap. like Boy, what? You, you say stuff to me all the time, but it's, it's good. No, no, idea. like you're performing stuff. Oh, no, I'm talking about... No, for about... your writing and stuff, yeah, I do say stuff to you all the time. Right. Because like, I'm, I, I, I genuinely want to help. Well, no, and I, and I get that. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But you also do it to my face. Yeah. You don't like sit there talking in little squabbles about it. And I'm like, are you, what, what's yeah. going on? Oh, hi, hi. Just keep, yeah. just keep drinking over there. Um, well, so. I'm not a, I don't like to, it's always been a point of pride to me that I try not to talk about people behind their backs. Yeah. And if I do, I will then make sure I say it to their face as well so that I cover my base, you know? Yeah. And there have been times where, you know, everybody gets frustrated at other people and have to vent. And I'll be sitting at the ta- kitchen table talking to a trusted friend and being like, oh my God, this drives me so crazy about them and this and this and this. And I'm like, but you know what? And I, I make sure I mention it. I'm like, you know what? I've already told this person to their face all these things I'm saying to you right now. Yeah. So it's not like I'm just venting behind their back. I need to vent because I'm frustrated. Yeah. But these are things I've already discussed with them because I, as, as painful as confrontation can be, mm-hmm. I, it, it it has to happen for you to move on. And so if yeah. you want to get the result you want, That's or even if you're not going to get the result you want, for it to be put to bed and to move on or whatever, you just got to talk to the people about it. Now, I'm not saying start yelling at them. That's not my style either. Ooh. There are nice ways to say it. Nathan totally <laughs> – I didn't even realize I was doing this, but I said something to you that I was – it was, I think it was something in a performance in a show, and I can't remember what it was, but oh, I said God. something. Uh, no, I think this was a rehearsal, but we were like, for a show. I don't know. And I yet. said something positive, and then said the thing I wanted you to fix, and then said something oh, else positive. Oh. And Nathan's like, compliment sandwich, before I even finished out of my mouth. And I was like, 
I didn't do that on purpose. I really wanted to tell you about these good things that I thought you were doing. It wasn't just layered in there to be to cushion the bad. Sure. It was because I, the good and the bad were both things I really wanted to tell you at that moment. Mm. And so I wanted to tell you both of those. That's true. I, well, and I, that's not what I was, no. Yeah. I, I just was more, I was like, I had not felt that shitty I'm in sorry. such a long time that I, it really just like, I, it felt like I was in high school again. I felt like I fell down well, and I, I kind of panicked. I get it. And yeah, because it's like, I was like, you know, I have not felt that way in a long time. It felt like anxiety ridden, like just you fester in it. And it's just, and granted, I actually, I think after that last episode came out and I talked about it, I feel, I feel completely better about Good. it. It's just more, but because again, from an audience standpoint, it wasn't a big deal. It did not I hit the know, show much. I know. That's and you've thing. performed this song by this point more than a dozen times and you're <sighs> going to perform it a whole bunch more. I understand and, that. And it's you just... know, one time it's not, I, I, and I think the cast themselves who would have noticed more than the audience have seen you enough that you should feel like, you know what? They know that I generally have this. You're good. Uh, yeah. So, it, but it would just, it create a more of a thing. It's like, I was really interested in like how creative people move yeah, past no, that. that. That makes sense. Because, because a, each person is different. Like for example, sleeping off, sleeping it off. I can't work like that. For mm-hmm. me, I have to, um, no granted, like for example, if I draw, so Kevin Beagle, Nick says your advice sucks. No, I'm no, just kidding. I'm just, just kidding. I, it does. It completely does. Um, we both enjoy his work. I'm not oh knocking God. Kevin Beagle. Uh, it's Beagle or Bagel? It's Beagle. I thought it was Beagle, but I, I just want to be careful. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now watch it. He listens to this. Beagle? Could be Beagle. He's just like, you know what? I'm, it's B-E-I, right? He smoke, he's been cooking a lot of brisket, smoking yeah. and all that stuff. And you know what? Now he will never give us any of his meat. Um, it, no, it's, it's spelled B-E-I. Is that correct? I think so. That that would be Beagle, I would think. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. They're the Cougar Town. I'm looking at the Cougar Town poster. I don't see his Bill. name. Yeah. It. it just says "Friends Without Boundaries." And yeah. It, I mean, I know it's either I E or E I. I was pretty sure it was E I. Oh, curses! But but we're no, terrible I, fans. We are. <laughs> um. I'm. But I. I was just always fascinated by like what people do to get by. Because again, like I knew uh, a person who was a fantastic artist. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like Grant. In comparison to well, you, thank and you I, very much. I am a better artist than you are. Uh, excuse me. Which one of us has a picture on your refrigerator? That's because it's so bad, it's good. <laughs> and it, That's actually signed by you. And, so. it, and, it, and it's actually signed by you, for, forging my name. Um, which, oh, God. It's kept on there. Someday, it, I'm going to pass it off as five-year-old Nick Argenbright's drawing and get a lot of money for it. That will be great. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry, three-year-old Nick Argenbright's drawing. Yeah, there you go. Um, but... But it, but now in comparison, like yeah. me versus him, mm-hmm. this this one guy, like yeah. if he does one little mistake, he cannot, he won't work on it for Crumbles probably a the month. paper, oh. or in some cases, yeah, he'll throw it out. I can't imagine. And that. this is work for hire, even too. I and cannot like, imagine that. I can't either. Um, I mean, there have been times where I've been as a writer, will I will start from scratch again, but then I will look at the older stuff and the stuff I do like, I will move over. But because that way it's almost like starting a brand new, you're free, free versing mm-hmm. it a bit or free writing. And then you can contrast and compare. Sure. And, but no, I was just always fascinated by that. So, um, I mean, a lot of writers. So there's a difference between like a television writer and a novelist. Oh, sure. And a television writer, you kind of have to just keep moving at all times. Whereas a novelist, you, c- you can spend years massaging every word and paragraph from your Ooh. writing. Even when I write novels, mm-hmm. I write like a television writer. I am always moving forward, and you know what? Maybe that wasn't my best script. Who gives a shit? Next time See, I'll do better. I was better. Say that too. Next I time like, I'll do better. Oh man, 
Has there ever been a script that you were just like, you're like, oh man, that that could have been not when I'm writing it because if I was noticed when I was writing it, I go back. But there have been times like we get I'm rereading it right before we go into rehearsal mm-hmm. to do my last minute edits or whatever, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. this this episode's just not very funny. Oh well, it's too late to do anything about that. I'm mm-hmm. gonna leave it as is, and then inevitably I'll watch you guys perform it, and you'll make it funny, and I'll be like, well, it doesn't matter if my script lacked because the performers fixed it, yeah, which happens a lot. I mean, the performers are always punching up that the script. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay, well, I think we've talked enough about creative sure. stuff. Um, because I also wanted to talk about, and this is awesome, uh, well, actually, two things. We'll talk about the possibly the shorter one first. Okay. Are you still watching Westworld? Are you caught up on Westworld? I did not watch this week's yet. Oh, I watched the first you two. bastard. It's so good. I know. I I loved the first two episodes. Okay. You know, we'll hold off on it then. I'm sorry. It's okay. Because there yeah, we'll just hold off on it. I watched uh, the film and I watched the film's sequel. Yes. And then I watched the first two episodes. <coughs> I watched the pilot twice cuz the first one I don't think the effects were quite finished when I saw it cuz I watched a press screener. Mm-hmm. So I watched it again when it aired. And the only reason... What, why haven't I watched it? Oh, because Monday night I had to do the Star Trek podcast that we're doing for the network. And then last night, I had a couple of shows I needed to review, to watch for review. Yep. Uh, Black Mirror on Netflix. And how was that? Dirk Gently, Solistic Detective Oh, how Agency. was Dirk Gently? Which one do you want to know about? Let's, let's hear both. <laughs> let's hear both. Um, Black Mirror. This is season three. Uh, that's premiering of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. I have not seen seasons one and two, which together combine like only seven twi- episodes. It's, a, it's like a Twilight Zone. It's an anthology. Yeah. So every episode's its own cast crew, or not crew, but cast yeah. uh, characters, setting, uh, reality. Um, so I and I knew it was season three before I started it, but I was like, this is the first season made by Netflix. Netflix has been streaming the first two seasons and then they outbid the British network for season three that was running it. So it's not even running on that network in Britain. It's going to be on Netflix globally Uh, and Netflix or immediately ordered two seasons, each of six episodes. So season three on Friday here, which as the time this airs, it will have already been up Mm -hmm. um, is six episodes. And then next year they're going to do another six. But, uh, I loved dearly so much the episode I watched that I will definitely watch the rest of the episodes. And Morgan, who does not like science fiction, really enjoyed this one. But I think this particular episode we watched was not heavily sci-fi, so it was a good one for her to watch. With I heard me. that if I remember correctly, because they uh, a few people that's been on Nerdist, they've mm-hmm. been in it or they've talked about the show. So yeah, I, I know it's a Twilight Zone, but its primary focus is is technology. Technology, yeah. So um, the episode I reviewed was San Junipero. Okay. Um, which is the season three premiere, technically. It stars Mackenzie Davis from Halt and Catch Fire on AMC. Yeah. And Gugu Mabrathara. I said that wrong. But <laughs> that, her, her, I think Gugu is her name. It's G-U-G-U. Oh, I feel horrible laughing, but like that, it's, I'm sorry. Nick Arkenbright's a funny name, okay. too. Just so, no, no. I, I, she started in that show Undercovers on ABC back in the day. And then she was in, um, she's been in a bunch of movies lately, like big movies. Uh, Free State of Jones. Um, shoot. My mind's drawn in blank what else she's been in. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She's okay. a good actress. Uh, she's decently known. So it starts in the... Mackenzie Davis is this nerd in a bar, like an arcade bar in the 1980s. Uh-huh. And she meets 
um, Goo Goo, who is this party girl, like, yeah. you know, dancing or whatever. And uh, there's some little sparks between them. And Goo Goo is kind of like, we should, like, you want to come hang out and, like, get in my car? And mm. Mackenzie's like, no, I'm getting married soon. I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but yeah. then, like, they hang out again, like, the next week. And it's, there's definitely hints of what the twist is coming, but it's not obvious until late in the episode what the twist is. Okay. Um, I don't want to give it away here because I'm hoping this will entice people to watch it, but it's actually a really, really sweet story, uh, but it does have the technology twist. It just comes really late in the episode. Okay. Not to diverge from mm-hmm. Black Mirror or Dirk Gently, but okay. My fiance and, I, my fiance and I watched the Tuesday, Tuesday episode of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, I'm two or three weeks behind on that. Um, I'm not going to not spoiling it per se. Uh, mm-hmm. This is all I have to say is that something happened in it, and that right as it happened, we were both like, "Oh, my writer's brain should have spoiled that like <laughs> like like 20 minutes ago." Yeah, and it did. I it surprised. I, this season nice. has been if you if you. Die, I watched the premiere of this season. Ghost Rider has been... It's, Ghost Rider was so cool in the premiere. He saved the show Okay, at this point. Because I think like each season they keep getting better, but mm-hmm. this one is just felt like I am 100% almost invested in... The Daisy stuff, it's just like, okay, you need to... You suck. You need to just rejoin S.H.I.E.L.D. and just right. deal with it. But actually, this was the first episode where I kind of got tired of her. Up mm-hmm. to that point, it just felt like everything was going the way it should be going. Yeah. And again, it's all because of Ghost Rider. And he is kind of badass, um, but it, it has something to do with something else going on. But I, I don't want to say it. But I, I hate that when that happens. When like you're watching something, and like I like it too because it means I'm invested enough in what's going on. I'm like, yeah, this is. Go- oh my god, why did I not see that coming? Because that is so freaking dumb. I think I had it figured out fairly early on, and I was picking up the hints, and I kept mentioning them. And Morgan was just clueless every time I said something like, "Hey, I bet that'll come back." Like she did not have a clue what I was. And I was like, yeah, I, I got, I didn't have it all figured out, but I was picking up what were the hints that I was supposed oh, to be picking up. yeah, see. And when it, if you watch that episode back, I'm sure it's a very cohesive story. Speaking of shows that have been saved, I did uh, watch all the DC um, CW shows. Yeah. Not this week, but last week. Two of them premiered last week, two premiered the week before. So I've seen like two episodes of some and one episode of others. Legends of Tomorrow is immediately so much better now that they've gotten rid of Hawk Girl, Hawkman, and Randall Savage. Vandal Savage. They, I knew they were dragging on the show in season one, but I was like, uh, I know what they're doing and they gotta keep them, whatever. Season two, they immediately start like in a French court in the 1600s and they're running around, then they fight Nazis, they meet Albert Einstein, and it's just so much fun. It's everything you wanted Legends of Tomorrow season one to be. And flat, the Flash which is normally my favorite, I haven't been so pleased with because the first episode back, it felt like they did Flashpoint in one episode where he changed the timeline and then he reset it. Episode two was all about how he didn't actually reset it perfectly, <coughs> but he can't ever reset it perfectly, so he needs to stop trying or it's just going to make things worse. Or butterfly um, So that was kind of like, oh, I like that he didn't really fix it completely because I was really disappointed when I thought he fixed it completely. But at the same time, I don't like the changes that have lasted. And there's like a major change on Arrow because of the Flashpoint story. And I don't like that. And so I'm like, oh, 
I don't know, but Arrow's been really good, good with the because he's forming a new team, and that's awesome. And Supergirl, I heard the guy who played Superman was actually- Superman was great, and it just made me so sad watching the premiere because Cat Grant had yet again some wonderful moments, and you're like, I know you're you're taking a step back, and you're not going to be in this season very much. And to me, the best relationship in that show is. Kara and Cat Grant, and so to take away that mentor relationship, I know they're replacing her. I mean, she's not going away completely. She's going to be part time, but I know like the character that takes her day to day job is Ian Gomez. So I'm excited about that. Ooh, yeah. So I'm excited about that. He hasn't. He wasn't in the premiere. Um, but yeah, it's just makes it's gonna. I'm gonna miss Calista Flockhart do so you, much. Do you watch uh, Gotham still? I do, but I've only seen the first episode this season. Was it good or? I mean, it's Gotham. Gotham. Gotham's yeah. That's exactly how I put it. It's not bad. It's, it's Gotham, it, and it's there are just, always some great moments where you're like, yes. But there's also some ridiculous shit that you're like, what the fuck are you doing? I, it always kind of drives me insane. Where I I was watching that show and I was really enjoying it, but it 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 got a little bit like. I realize I'm watching Smallville and mm. not in the way and that and for me that's not good because I want to see I this it's a beautiful take on some of the characters but everybody else is suffering. Yeah. And that's what sucks. I think it's a beautiful take on the penguin. It's a beautiful take on the riddler. It's a beautiful take on Catwoman. But yeah. I'll even go with that. And actually, here's the other thing, too. The Bruce stuff is okay. The promise... Bruce stuff's great! It's just you're going to take too long to get to Batman. Right. And I kind of just wish And the Jim Gordon stuff is like, you're treading water and making things happen that shouldn't be happening yet. I hate this. Um, Because here's the thing. I like the idea that that Bullock would be more the lead. Yeah. And then then Gordon, that Gordon has to go off and have his own hero journey away from Gotham mm-hmm. and come back and be the Jim Gordon. Be, be the Jim Gordon. But uh, it's just so um oh, I read I finished reading uh the uh the Snyder slash Capullo run of Batman uh-huh. that well, the first three graphic novels, I'll let you borrow them too. It's uh the Night of the Court of Owls. Okay. Fucking great. Hmm. Um and it leads into that into the, which is the return of the Joker. Which is in the comic books, uh, before Rebirth or before one of the many reboots, um, the Court of Owls or somebody uh, freed the Joker, and he he left as who a, did who yeah as a calling card though who freed the Joker I don't remember it, who yeah the Court of Owls sure I see what you did there yeah um, <laughs> that was an awful doing. joke I know it was awful I know. But I was just like, maybe he'll stop. No, no. Nope. Who? He just kept, who? Who? He has kept. Off. I wasn't gonna stop. You fucking acknowledge my terrible joke, dude. Uh, but he, uh, but he skinned his face. Oh. oh. He left it as a calling card at Arkham, oh. and then he disappeared for I think a year. And so when he shows up again, he's actually uh, his whole goal is that he's going to kill the family, which is Alfred, the three Robins. Three Robins. Oh yeah, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, and uh, I don't know Dick who, Grayson. I know who Dick Grayson is. So Jason Todd was the second Robin they replaced that got killed by the Joker supposedly, and then he came back anyway. Then there's Batgirl, Barbara Gordon, mm-hmm. <coughs> and then there's uh, actually I'm thinking there's four. It's a four. I don't remember. Um, you know, it's Jason Todd, uh, Red Robin, uh, Damien, which is Bruce's like half clone, half not son. There's Dick, who's Nightwing, 
And so anyway, it's the family. He, Batman even, Bruce calls it the family. He's like, call the family. We need to, uh, we, blah, 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 blah. Well, the Joker's is like, I'm here to teach you a lesson. I'm here uh, because there's a death in the family. And so it's really about just somehow getting them all together. And he's reenacting all his old crimes. But mm. instead of giving Joker gas that makes him smile, they're actually frowning now instead. And he's killing mm. him in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. But the Court of Vows things is really good, too, because... Uh, for the longest time that I've known anything about Batman is the Waynes have been a, 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 a center point of Gotham City mm-hmm. and the Quarter Vows go beyond that beyond the Waynes mm-hmm. which is I was like oh that's pretty cool mm-hmm. um, so it, it's yeah. it's kind of creepy but, and they took something which was really neat too which is you know the old saying about the 13th floor in a building yes it's empty well, or they'll just skip it a lot of times when they build they just number them 11, 12, 14 right well um Gotham, though, back when those half those buildings were built back in the late 1800s, where superstition was supreme, the Court of Owls actually have their uh, assassins, the Talons, their hideouts are in all the 13th floors all over Gotham. So that's why Batman's never fucking seen him before. Oh, because in downtown Columbus, their buildings they're missing the 13th floor, but they don't like leave them empty. They just don't number them that way. They just skip that oh, number. Oh, yeah. The, the, the idea... Because I remember going to work with my dad as a little kid. I'm like, why is there no 13 button? He's like, "There's." they just skipped it. <laughs> well, Bruce makes this information that there's a lot of buildings in Gotham mm. that have been touched up by Wayne Enterprises and some of the other companies, but mm. they've been around since the 1800s. And, and they so, built the floor. They just didn't use Right, it. because it was bad luck to... How many 13-story buildings were being built in the 1800s? There's about... It, like, really, I know. I know it's Gotham City, <laughs> okay. but but it was it was. I thought it was a neat twist because you know in the 1800s, Levesque Tower in Columbus was the tallest building in the country. Well, not in Gotham. Well, Gotham's fictional. I'm just saying. I'm just saying too that I, our not, city had the tallest building in the country for a while. Is what I'm saying. Oh, well, it might not have been the tallest, but they still freaking had like over 13 floors to the. Mm. But I, it was really cool yeah. how they did that, and uh, and it just made Bruce realize that he has no fucking clue about what Gotham really was, because that's the whole thing. He's like, I am the knight, I am Gotham City, you know. So, but um, that was really good. It, it, but it makes me sad with because uh, when I watch Gotham, it's like you should just call it Penguin. <laughs> Penguin and Riddler and just... Yeah, the Jim Gordon, I I like the actor. I haven't been a fan of what they've done. I feel like they're rushing some things. I feel sometimes some they get, that, he starts going like, oh, it's getting better for him. And then yeah. it's like, I'm interested. And it's like, oh, I don't care about him. Which is yeah. sad because I like how he's trying to play the character. Right. Actually, I like everyone else. I really liked uh, <laughs> Dr. Hugo Strange last season. Oh, uh, uh, uh... Oh, B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong, yeah. yeah. That's great. A.K.A. Dr. Wu from Jurassic Park. Yes. Mm. Jurassic World as well. Yes. Um, I watched Hugh Laurie's Chance, which premiered today. How was that? Oh, it was amazing. It's nothing like House. I know he's playing a doctor again, but it's nothing like House. he's a asshole too, right? He is, well, not not so much. This guy is a quiet, almost mild-mannered, He's basically like a psychological evaluator where he doesn't treat patients. He just evaluates them and then decides who should be treating them. Um, and he's going through a divorce that's kind of nasty. And But it's not at all House. It's something different. And his co-stars are like um, Clark Peters. Is that his name from The Wire and Treme? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Ethan Suple, who's amazing in it. Uh, Gretchen Maul. Um, I love Gretchen Maul. Yeah, she's like the main woman in it, opposite him. Not his ex-wife, but this other woman. Paul Adelstein. Oh. 
Uh, it's got a really good cast, but I loved the first episode. And the Hugh Laurie Ethan Souplé relationship is my favorite part of the show. Uh, because I realized that came out to, today, like today, last night, and I realized. Um, but I've only seen. I watched the first one early. I didn't watch any more of that one. But that it, one was really it, good. Is it they they posted all of them, or is it just? Like, I think Kulu's doing it weekly, so I think they've only posted the first mm, one. Now, did they show you the commercial? Commercials with it too, or is it no? It's if you have the, the oh, I don't know how those non-commercial plans work. I I mean the commercial plans work. I have the well, non-commercial. No, I have plan. the non-commercial plan too. But and my screener example, doesn't have commercials. So oh, you got it through screener. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know you could okay. watch it today. Before oh no, started. I did not have time today. Okay. Um. <clears throat> they sent me three. I only had time to watch one. That's the unfortunate part. Like they'll sometimes send me screeners of multiple. Uh-huh. Ep- like I had all six Black Mirror episodes. I'm like, I'm just not going to get to it. Now the exception was Luke Cage, where I did get through like which, five episodes before it premiered. Which I was going to get to that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, well, we can go right into it. So, sure. what did you think of Luke Cage? It was wonderful. I can't decide if I like that or Jessica Jones better, but I like them both more than Daredevil. I I think, and that's yeah. I, I feel like season two should have been. I feel like season. I feel like Daredevil for Netflix is their Iron Man. You know, he's the bridge between. It starts everything off. He's he's there, and like in the movies, are, the show's good, but some of the other ones are just a little bit better. And okay. It, 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 well, in That's, some cases, I mean, the original better. Iron Man was pretty damn good. Yeah, but and I like the third one. I like Iron Man 3 too, but it's not universally loved. Actually, a lot of people hate it. I get it. But the the first Iron Man's pretty damn good. I think so. Honestly, I think Iron Man 3 is a little bit better than Iron Man Really? 1. Yeah, I totally... I think I thought that the first time I saw Iron Man 3, but on rewatch, I think I like the first one better. Yeah, because I... I just feel like... I still like the third one. Tony has more... Actually, yeah. because What's-His-Name has barely any character development... Because he's the bad guy. That's the whole thing. Marvel bad guys don't ever really get any real um, good development. But except for uh, Luke Cage had some mild... Cottonmouth and oh um, who did Alfred Woodard play? Um, uh, they got plenty of development, let me tell black you. Black Mamba and the Black... No. No. It's, that sounded racist. <laughs> no, it, I know that's not. No, the character she was based after was horribly racist. They actually yeah. ton, ton, toned her down. I'm not trying. To I was a little mad that Alfre Woodard wasn't playing her character from uh, a, um, Civil War because I was like, that sucks that you're using that actress for a different role. But I see why they did it now. Uh, Luke Cage to me, I loved Luke. I thought they they uh, spoiler killed Pop way too early. I was very sad about that. But it was a great... Black Mariah. Black Mariah, there you go. Still, And they usually just called her Mariah in the show. Well, right, because her original villain name... Was Black Mariah. Interesting. As a matter of fact, she's Um, like a black version of the Blob from uh, X-Men in terms of the comic books. Yeah? Yeah. um, I like to... What's her face, too? Um, Shoot. I know she's like a love interest for Iron Fist in the comics. The detective... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Misty. Misty. I liked Misty Knight a lot. Um, I was recently reading a Marvel comic from the late 90s or early aughts that uh, had her in it, and she was Iron Fist's love interest. Glue Cage is in the comic as well, but apparently her and Iron Fist are... Well, her and Iron... Him, sorry. Him and Iron Fist are like best buddies. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because actually, when when both their books... I'm excited for Iron Fist. Those two, it became Iron Fist and Power Man. Power Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, no, I just, I really like Luke Cage. It was well put together. It 
was well spoken that that was racist. Um, it was a very black show in the best of ways. Like it took Harlem and and used the spirit of the place and the people in it, where you really felt it in a very specific world. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the acting, I mean, I, I've loved Mike Coulter for a long time. He was great in The Good Wife. He's great in, in uh, Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was a, a easily a very uh, easy superhero to get behind. Like, he, oh, he yeah. was just great. Well, okay, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. So mm-hmm. when you said well-spoken... What I, I, what I, I said well-spoken to be racist. I didn't okay. mean well-spoken. No, well, the, because it was well-written and well-acted is what I meant. I kind of, well... Here's the thing, though, is that show has a very difficult job to do, which is mm-hmm. it has to be true to the comic that it was based after, which, which was a black exploitation. It came out of black exploitation, right? 70s. Which is now considered horribly racist, right? In many cases, by by most people. I felt but they at kept, the same time, yeah. you have to pay om- uh, You have to be not racist, and sure. so like for the character, for example, the character of Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. is not what he was he i actually i didn't think of you were going for the joke you were probably being haha i'm being racist but i actually think you were trying to be sincere and that is like we have a lot of stuff to do we're trying to take something that was racist and make it not racist with yeah. a character who was very no exactly much racist. exactly so like that's luke cage why himself, i was making that joke oh yes. right yeah so like luke cage is very well spoken i like He's how they the cliche i like you know, how they found the way to use the old costume though Oh, I was so happy. Wasn't with that. that cool? I was so without happy making with that. it cheesy. And when he uttered "Sweet Christmas" those handful of times, it did not feel cheesy either. Oh my! Well, no, he it actually feels very natural, and it feels very. Uh, did you hear that the showrunner really wanted to get Prince no. into the show, but he passed away? And their big pitch was is that they were going to. I think they had like uh, they were shooting the first episode. I think when he passed or something, mm. or something like that, where they were going to have him be in Connor Mouse Club as a performer. And the big selling point was is that the whole swear can was supposed to be a way of like, look, we don't like swearing in our in our show. Mm-hmm. He is trying to have a good moral center. Here, this is a good example. Well, Luke of has that. an excellent moral center. Oh, he does, but you very know, noble. Some, you know, very noble. Prince is a little interesting dude. You sure. Don't, yeah, he just randomly like calls up people to say, "Hey, you want to play ping yeah. pong?" Which he did to Jimmy Fallon apparently at one point. He called Questlove. He's like, "What's Jimmy Fallon's number?" And he's like, "Well, tell Jimmy Fallon I'm going to call him." And then Jimmy Fallon gets a phone call from someone saying, uh, someone's going to call you here in five minutes. Why? Click, hang up. And then an hour and a half later, he blew off plans with his wife or whatever, and, and it's a, another person saying, Prince is going to call you in five minutes. Another hour later, he gets a phone call, and it's like, uh, can you meet me down at this ping pong bar in New York City, like downtown New York, which is like an hour away in five minutes. He's like, I can get there, and I can get there in like 45 if I, if I, if I walk and run. And he's like, all right, Prince, we'll see you there. And then Prince showed up like right before they closed, and they, then he finally played ping pong. It's a weird thing. <laughs> he does shit like that, so yeah. it's like, of course it's important. He would have fit the well in the, in the show, I think. Oh, my God. I, but it was they so did good. have, um, oh, who was it? Uh, they did have an actual singer in the show. They had a few. Uh, they had no, Method, uh, Method Man. Method I mean, Man, singing, yes. A rapper, but, oh. rapper, and that was a great scene. I, that whole, oh. And he played himself beautifully. Um, the song, I actually enjoyed the song a little I, bit, too. Yeah, I, I did, too. And I, I think the best thing they kept from the exploitation era was the music. Because it worked so well for this show. And, and they didn't make... Con- I, I'm a little sad at how they ended Cottonmouth. Yeah. Um, Suddenly, well, halfway through. <laughs> yeah, and, and I kind of get it. Now, granted, 
her very first episode, I looked over at my fiance. I was like, Sarah, here's this is my writer's brain spoiling it for me. But here's how this is going to end because it was very much just like, look, you have you have no idea what it's like to be in my shoes, Mariah. Like blah blah. blah. I was like, oh, she will by the end of the season. I did not oh, catch I totally, that. I totally did it. And I was shocked when they killed him. And I told her, I was like, but it's going to happen like second to, maybe the second to last episode because that's what HBO oh, does and uh-huh. they'll try to do that. And it's like five episodes and I was like, whoa! Yeah. Whoa, I was no. very pleased. Oh, I mean. I liked Shades a lot too. I think Shades and Mariah made a very interesting. Oh, yeah. See, I don't remember the Shades character in the comic books. I don't know. I'm a little bit, I'm not going to lie, when it comes to Luke Cage and even Iron Fist, I'm a little bit more, I know they're together. They have the, like when he did the flashback. They're together? Well, they're, I'm just they're, kidding. They're, they're I'm just kidding. I liked Claire. I, Claire had more to do here than in any of the other three seasons she's been in, and I like her with Luke Cage. I do too. I hope they keep that. Uh, well, if I assume she's going to be what brings them all together for the defenders. I assume she's the catalyst. But you do know if that's the case, what may happen then? That she would pull a Coulson and die, only not come back because this well, is more gritty. In Hell's Kitchen in Harlem? Never know. I hope she doesn't die. But I feel like she's going to be the one that, like, there's a threat, and she's going to be like, okay, let me gather all these super people I've met. Or they'll come around to defend her. I hope not. Unless they're actually defending her and saving her life. By the way, not Avengers. Oh, you know what? It's Defenders, not Avengers, so maybe it is just defending her, not avenging her. We'll see. By the way, my way of winking at you because I winked so poorly was to close both my eyes. I, I didn't mean, even notice you were trying to wink. I yeah, I was trying to wink and I was like like that. <laughs> I was like, I look like I I'm wish having the a, audience like, could see the visuals. I know. I look like I'm having a seizure drinking a. So Dirk gently. Mm. Yeah. Fucking ridiculously bizarre, weird, oddball, convoluted, messy, chaotic, lovely thing that I enjoyed most immensely. That's the so so you enjoyed it immensely. Okay, so that's that's really I enjoyed it immensely, but it is a fucking mess in the best way. Like, okay, so I get the Douglas Adams sensibility because I love Hitchhiker's Guide. I've read all the books. I have not actually read the Dirk Gently books. Okay, but you get that Douglas Adams witticism coming through in some of the lines where they'll say something convoluted that sounds smart and clever, but is actually just bullshit if you try to pick it apart. Which is Douglas Adams does that. Oh yeah. Um. I looked up Wikipedia synopsis of the books, and this series is not based on the books directly, like the character of Dirk is, but like the character Elijah Wood is playing is not in the books. Okay. So they're doing something different. But to me, what it also felt like was, have you ever read Dave Barry's book, Big Trouble? His debut novel? No, I've seen the movie, though. Which... The movie was... Uh, the book's really good. And do you remember... The movie kind of will play this. Do you remember how they were like... 15 different characters that all had their own plot lines that were all converging towards one center, but for, like, different reasons for each character. Yeah. So there were all these different things going on. So Dirk Gently has, like, 15 main characters, and they are all, like, there are a couple of cops tailing Dirk. There are a couple of cops tailing this bad guy. And, of course, they're running into each other. And then there's these FBI agents. Then there's the holistic detective. Then there's the holistic serial killer. Then there... And there's all these different things, elements, running at once. And wonderful casting. Like, all the... Richard Schiff is one of them. Uh, Uh, Miguel Sandoval. Um, How's Wood? How's Wood doing? Wood's great, but he is the... Every man in the center of it. Gotcha. He's not yeah. he's not yeah. Dirk. He's the guy that Dirk happens to. 
Yeah. And gets drawn into the crap. Yeah, he's Watson. Yeah, I wouldn't even call him Watson, because Watson chooses to be there and wants to help. Oh, interesting. I call him more, if you, uh, Hitchhiker's Guy of the Galaxy, he is Arthur Darvel. Not Arthur Darvel. Arthur, ah, the main character in Hitchhiker's. Arthur, Arthur. just Arthur. Arthur, Arthur. it's not Darvel, that's the actor. Um, Arthur, Arthur Dent. He is Arthur Dent, and Dirk Gently is Ford Prefect that comes in and fucks up his whole life. Only a much more colorful version of Ford Prefect. And there's these four guys known as the, uh, oh shit, I can't remember what it call, they call themselves, but it's something three, or three something, but there's four of them. <laughs> and they're vampires, but they're not like suck your blood vampires, there's like a, they're a weird type of vampire, I don't know what exactly they are. They just man. like come in and like destroy stuff, and suck some type of energy out of Dirk, but it doesn't kill him, I don't know. And, yeah, there's just so much shit going on. And I'd say one scene, and I'm going to go and spoil it because this one was really funny that kind of tells you what the show is like, mm-hmm. is there's a guy. He's a nerd. Um, he was in Falling Skies. I can't remember the actor's name. It's an uh, African-American guy. And he's, like, nerd, and he's on the computer, and this big, buff, muscly guy with a gun is like, you need to get this hacked. You need to do this thing. And we never do find out what he's working on the computer. I guess it's not important. So the black guy's like on his computer doing something like out in the middle of nowhere. And you see the muscly guy. And in the background, you see a car pull up and a woman with crazy hair get out of the car. And then you see her slash and destroy this big muscly guy. Just kill him with no effort. Like... And she looks insane. And she's just walking towards the black guy. And the black guy like almost sees her too late and then like drops the computer and runs and she's chasing him and she's almost catching him and she fails to catch him at the last second and they both like fall down and they're a few feet apart and they're heaving and she's like i'm gonna kill you dirk gently he's like i'm not dirk gently you aren't no oh well who are you well i'm this guy oh well why'd you run when i came at you with my machete then well you didn't ask if I was Dirk Gently you didn't say you were just coming at me with a machete of course I'm gonna run and she's like coated in blood from killing the guy and she's like okay well get in the car you're coming with me we're gonna find Dirk Gently oh I mean God. it's so bizarre but in it's great but see I felt like bored to death like especially as it as it's it, more bizarre than bored to death by far. Oh my god! Because I thought the first season it felt very straightforward. Yeah. But with each season, it kept getting more weird. It did, and, weird and, and I liked that. I I did. But I kind of did. I no, this is way weirder than that. Well, when you start getting to the weird fetish stuff that uh, the creator, uh, oh shit, what was Jonathan Ames? Jonathan Ames really kind of like mm-hmm. the weird stuff where he's kind of doing his sister, kind of not. Yeah. Like that stuff. I mean. Look, I love that show. I can. That's a great show. I love that show. I'm hoping they do get that movie. I do too. Um, but wait, are you still watching The Good Place? I've watched four episodes. I'm, I'm going to keep watching it. It's actually good. I'm a couple episodes behind. I it's think. good. I, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, well, the Ted dances, and that's why yes. I saw that. And uh, he plays the. I I I just have a whole now whole newfound respect for Ted Danson. Oh, he's. I've always respected Ted Danson. Well, but, more, but when I grew up, when we grew up, it was like, oh, it's that dude from Cheers, and he's dating Whoopi Goldberg now. And he did that horrible movie, made it, and, and he's he also- He did that great movie, Three Men and a Baby. He's barely in that movie. Oh, he he's is, more in the sequel. That's true, but is that really a great movie? The sequel? Yeah. Uh, it's a sequel to a great movie. There we go. <laughs> there we go. And by default, it makes him great. 
Um, no, Ted Danson just always has a personality when he comes on the screen that I've always loved. I've always loved Ted Danson. I know. I just, uh, uh, but in his older age, I feel like he's gotten better roles. Maybe that's what it is. Mm. I, but the thing is, is uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I mean, not, not, not to knock cheers. I like cheers. No, no, no. But I think he's gotten better, more interesting roles. Also, well, like, we've been, Morgan and I have been watching is you're the worst. We finished season two and started mm-hmm. season three. That show is amazing. You well, watch that who's, at all? Who's in, who's in it's a sitcom work. on FX. Stars Aya Cash. And okay. uh, no, the season two got really into depression mm-hmm. and what that looks like in real life and stuff. And it was, it's a funny show, but it's also like an important show. I don't know. It's really, really good. I'd definitely check it out if, you don't, if you're not watching it. You're the worst on FX. Season three, yeah, they're starting into PTSD, but it is a comedy, I promise. But they take the depression seriously. They don't make a joke of the depression. Janet Varney's in it. Ooh. She's not one of the four leads, but she's in a lot of episodes. I like her a lot. Season two, she was pregnant the whole season, and she kept drinking wine, and she kept going, I can have one! I can have one! And then she like had her birthday and got trashed off her ass with wine, and I'm like, oh, so season four or five is going to be about fetal alcohol syndrome, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's fun that they deal with real issues in an authentic way and still have an entertaining show. (coughs) And all four of the leads are amazing. Really good. And that's on FX. What night does it usually air? I have no idea. Oh, that's right. Well, you're like me. You cut the cable. I cut so the cord. You just you see it there. You're like, oh, it's it's new. Uh, yeah. Actually, I I had hold it held off watching the end of season two because I was like, I'm gonna be so I have to wait a year for season three because of waiting for it to come on Hulu or Netflix. I, I only pay for American Horror Story and Full Frontal with Sam B. Everything else, I'm just gonna and Walking Dead. Everything else, I'm just gonna wait a year till it goes on something free. Uh. Um, have you have you found anything else more that you do you look anymore? For? But I have press access to your the FX, so I've been watching your the worst on the press side. Have, every have week. you heard any more about Walking Dead though? Because I know you and I were talking about that this morning. About I haven't heard anything more about that story that they're filming all this Negan scenes twice so they can use the word fuck as much as Negan does in the comics. It was a uh, Gail Ann Hurd's interview on the Nerdist. Amanda was like, "You have to listen to this episode, even though it's out not where you are." And so I would listen to it. And she's like, oh, yeah, we're totally filming all the scenes twice so that we can get the fucks. And I was like, oh, I hope that's the version they'll post on Amazon. Because I will pay, I'm going to pay for it on Amazon anyway. And I want the uncensored version. I don't want to wait for the DVD. Oh, my God. Uh, didn't they film that one scene uh, in the, tr- the season that ended in the train car? I think they filmed it two different ways. Rick saying fuck. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the DVD has the fuck, maybe. But the what aired didn't. Um, but now this season, the DVD is going to be like completely a lot of fucks because Negan says fuck a lot. That's his word. Like, it is. And they said they're going to do that. So do you want me to give give a prediction for this Sunday? Sure. Well, by the time this airs, oh, I don't know when this episode. Oh, yeah. I see. Because The Walking Dead comes back this Sunday. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I'm going to say it's Abraham. I think it's Abraham, too. And then Glenn's going to get shot. You think he's going to die? Uh-huh. And the gun, it's going to be by the gun that he has in his pocket, mm. which will have Lucille scribed on it, mm. like a, on the handle. Um, that way he still dies by a Lucille's hand, but they'll have the big, dramatic, possible, like, he can have a final death scene with Maggie. Huh. Because if you're going to do that, you're going to, because look, Abraham will have the more gruesome death. Sure. 
Um, and then I also think now this I so one, don't want it to be Abraham. I think it's going to be Abraham too, but I so don't want it to be Abraham. But I think they're going to kill both. And then I think he's going to cut off Rick's hand. Maybe I don't know about that. I last feel like part. that's almost too much. Oh, we'll see I though. Don't know. We'll but see because he keeps making a part. He's like, did I did I remove you? Because the clip they showed of him, right? Like, well, you know, it happened on his left, so it has to be someone from that side. And he's like, well, most people. Did are. I take your right hand? Yeah, which is the line from the book, and right. then he. Uh, takes his axe and uh, then he just pulls him into the thing he's like we're gonna have a little private chat and that's when I'm like oh that part wasn't in the yeah uh, that I yeah. remember and then the con where he just pulls him mm. away he just goes you're gonna provide for us and you're gonna fuck 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 yeah that, oh I don't know I'm getting yeah I'm gonna see how this week goes if they put the fuck version on Amazon or not and before you're doing a full season pass yeah good call cause I well, well, yeah. Anyway. Wow. You are key. Wow. Well done. You are so polite right now. That's so unlike you. You're biting your tongue. I'm biting my tongue because I don't want to say anything that might get me in trouble. Uh, oh, fair enough. Um, okay, so anything else you want to talk about? Because you kind of mm. talked about uh, the things I want to talk about. So. Cool. Okay. Well, everyone... Thanks for listening. If you have any thoughts on any of the shows we talked about, like Black Mirror... Shovel up your ass. Shove up your ass. It was a great show. But no, no. I meant if they have thoughts, shove them up their ass. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm a dick. Jimmy's a dick, but I kind of like to know what you have. To I say. don't want to know. Um, you can I'm email me at goodbaggeeky at gmail dot com or tweet me at goodbaggeeky. And then Nick's gonna take him to <laughs> shove him up my ass for being a dick. I watched Jobs. You know what? I was gonna talk about it on another episode. But I'll, I'll just mention it here because fuck it. I watched Jobs and a big running joke between him and Wozniak, mm-hmm. as per Aaron Sorkin at least, <laughs> is, uh, which by the way, it did not feel like an Aaron Sorkin movie, which is good and bad. Because um, even Social Network has hints of it's an Aaron Only Sorkin hints movie. though. Yeah, but I, I feel like David Fincher, and maybe this is me, David Fincher mm-hmm. I felt was like, I want you on set all the time because you're not, you're not you're, I like the writers there, and I think it felt like an actual equal collaboration. This one felt like it was like, uh, it, it just felt like more like Danny Boyle just took the script and was like, okay, let's let's do it over here. It'd be hard to work with, with him on set, I think. Oh, as, I, as brilliant as I think Sorkin is. Oh, yeah. Um, well, so I like his shows because I like his dialogue. Fincher, well, Fincher is also a, a tough shit. He doesn't put up with people's shit. So I think, you, that's what I'm saying, that can sometimes lead to great collaboration. Sure. I think Rob Reiner is the same way and they, he did A Few Good Men together. Though I think Sorkin said he didn't love 100% of that experience. I could be wrong. But he still enjoyed it because uh, it was different and got his foot in the door. Did you listen to Gail Ann Hurd episode in Ernest yet? Not yet, no. You should because she talks about working with James Cameron. She talks about working with Brian. Um, what did she work on? Was she, uh, the Abyss or, or Titanic? Sh- she you? worked on The Abyss. She worked on Terminator. She worked on Alien. She worked on... Oh, shit. She talks about working with a lot of people. She got her start with Roger Corman. Yeah, she did. So it's Corman. a really good episode of the Nerdist. Uh, Corman does some. I like Alien Herd first of all, and it's just Chris. It's not Jonah and Matt. So it is just them being buddies. It's great. That's good. Because, well, and they talk about Annie Lincoln and The Walking Dead, and they talk about Frank Darabont leaving it and all that stuff. But really, just a little bit. Like he asked, you know, did you feel comfortable staying on? And she's like, well, Frank asked me to, and Frank preemptively asked every cast member to stay on. That's the kind of guy Frank is. That's good. The only problem that sucks for her is that she is in that... It's difficult for her because he is suing them for like $120 million or something. Mm. Well, she's got a... She was on The Nerdist, I think, because she's got a new show on USA that premiered this week. 
or last oh, week. Wow, really? falling water. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> not, I'm not saying that's her fault. I just thought it was okay, but it was a trippy, weird, dreamy show. So it might get better over time. It, just the first episode, I was like, eh, I don't think this is quite for me. Well, if you're uh, Miss Heard and you have thoughts for Jimmy, please email us. At <laughs> I love and respect the hell out of Miss Heard. I know. I'm just being funny. Um, He's been involved in a lot of really awesome, some of my favorite productions. Oh god, yeah, Terminator. Yeah. Um, the Abyss. I think the Abyss. I've never seen the Abyss. Abyss. You, if you, if you do ever finally see it, you should watch the full version, which okay. is I think what he wanted to do, not the theatrical version. Okay. And anyway. Yep. Yeah. We've gone long yep, enough. Yep. All right. So thanks everybody for listening. Have a good rest of the whenever. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks.